Good afternoon. Welcome to Allendale Market Talk podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Long. We are going to talk about positioning in uh, in the corn complex and and the soybean uh, soybean complex. Uh, but rather than talk uh, about the index funds or the uh, the managed funds, we're going to talk specifically about commercial positions. Now, the commercials are your producers, your merchants like ADM, Cargill, the uh, processors like your ethanol, uh, ethanol plants or crushing plants, and then the end users like the livestock uh, uh, producers. So, Mike, let's get into this because you've done this uh, this study uh, from uh, back, I think, in, uh, in October where you were looking at uh, the correlation between uh, the highs and lows in a sp in the specific markets, whether it's corn or beans, as it relates to the com commercial position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back in last October, uh, just want to break down the various markets. What are index funds doing? Is there any kind of pattern there? What are trading funds doing? Is there any kind of pattern there? Because obviously last year we had the big sell-off right before the rally with the trading funds and really you didn't see much of a pattern. But when you went over to this commercial position, there was an actually pretty good pattern that arose. And what that pattern was, was it's an inverse relationship where when you have the commercials, a hundred thousand contracts short or longer. And by saying that, think of like they're neutral as 300,000 contracts short. That's about them being just flat. So when they get to that a hundred thousand contracts short, or longer, I mean, last year was the first time in a long while they actually went to the actual positive side of things. That's usually signaling your spring low. So what we found is if you start buying these calls at 100,000 contracts, you have a relatively good risk management point. You're, you're pretty close to your spring low. Uh, you could probably wait a week or two in order to buy those futures, but there has been a very good correlation between this threshold of 100,000 contracts shorts or longer and your springtime lows. And 15, that's what caught us. 16, that's what caught us. 17, 18, 19, all what caught us. Actually, in 19, we went into the long side of things just barely over that uh, threshold, but that was really the only year. And that was an anomaly where you had funds getting absolutely record short and the commercials were taking the other end of that. So you did see this very good pattern that has developed in the corn side of things. Not so much the soybeans though. Well, let's talk, let's talk a little more uh, specifically into this, uh, into this corn thing before we jump into, into soybeans. But so if I'm, if I'm reading this correctly, you're saying that as they, as they get closer to uh, a neutral position or uh, or you know maybe short a hundred thousand contracts that's when we're putting in the spring lows or that's when we're uh, we're starting that's when we start our ascent uh, to uh, to the summer spring or summer highs correct that's yes. when you start to see everything kind of flip on it there mm -hmm. that's okay. when you're looking at to, to be turning around and the reason why I'd be looking at this threshold for calls as opposed to just straight futures is because of last year and the fact that they did actually get long while we continued to descend. So it just keeps the risk a little more managed on that side of things. Now, is there a correlation that that uh, uh, basically goes the other way with it, so that we could, you know, we can look at uh, where they're at uh, position to to call a top? Is it it doesn't work the same way? 
It does. And the two different thresholds you want to look at there is the 400,000 to 500,000 contract short position. 4,000 contract, 400,000 contract short, you should be looking at getting some puts in place. That 5,000 con, 500,000 contract short or shorter, you should just be looking at selling some, selling some futures because that's usually your, your spikes, your extremes mm -hmm. is when you see us break that threshold. So on the risk side of things, that's, that's where you'd be looking at to between the options and the futures to keep your risk relatively well managed. Now, if we're, if we're looking at uh, where the, uh, the commercial position was, uh, say as of last, uh, last week, where does that put us in, uh, uh, in the idea of calling a, a bottom to this market? Are we getting, are we getting there? Where did, unless you said it earlier, but uh, where are we that close uh, on this uh, side of things? At this point, we are extremely close. You had, as of this past Tuesday, where they collect the data from, we had commercials short 113,000 contracts. So knowing that today, Tuesday, they've collected the data uh, for what we're gonna see on this Friday's commitment trades report, we very well could see them already at that point of being 100,000 contracts short or longer, getting closer to that neutral position. Okay, so this would be the this would be the time where we would start to uh, to look for indications of you know maybe we get a couple of days uh, here to to end this week uh, on a new uh, on a new report uh, that we start to see maybe corn start to perk up a little bit we we finish a, a few ticks higher uh, uh, each day or or we don't see these flush outs uh, like we did at the end of uh, today where it looks like you know, you're seeing a big, uh, a big move uh, in rolling positions. So you could actually just be seeing uh, the markets start to trend a little bit higher and it may not look like a, a V bottom, but it could, it could signal that the bottom is in and now it's time to, uh, to look for your, your spring move that takes us, what, what do we get four to six weeks uh, of upward momentum? Before. And those, those quick rallies. Yes. And, the the short and the smaller gains where we have those six to seven per week gains that could be drawn out more towards that 12 week time frame. Okay. But like last year when we had the very sharp quick rally only lasted six weeks. So okay. really depends on the velocity of the uh, rally. Well, and, and, and as you said, you know, even when you go uh, you go a little bit, above that threshold of, uh, of, you know, a short a hundred thousand contracts, it doesn't take long before it dips back, it dips back down. And that's when you start to see the, uh, the, the futures actually start to move along with the, uh, the, the commercial positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you, well, you're looking at those as an inverse relationship. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, and, and if anybody is, uh, is interested in this study, um, you can give, uh, Give Mike a call, uh, Mike. What's your number that they can call you that you can uh, you can help them out with uh, showing them your your research here? Yeah, you can call me at my direct line eight one five five seven eight six one seven seven or by email m lung l u n g at allendale dash inc dot com. 
Right. Okay. Now let's take a look uh, specifically at the soybeans because you said it doesn't it doesn't correlate the way that it does for the corn. Where do where where do we, do we have any way to gauge whether or not we're getting close to a bottom in this in in these beans this year? It's a lot more difficult to gauge this off of the commercial position only because it was thrown for such a loop during this past two years with the whole uh, China trade war. That really threw everything on the soybean market for an absolute loop. Corn, you've been seeing it sideways here since the come down to 2012. And obviously beans have taken a lot larger hit because of the China deal than the corn has. So some things we could be looking at would be probably more so chart patterns, but for commercial positions, they have been showing to get long and as of this past commitment to trades report, you've seen being, uh, the commercial position actually short 153,000 contracts. So in reality, they're about at the midpoint of what we've seen since 2015. Uh, nothing really good to put together there as a nice precise pattern like we do see in the corn. So is it, I mean, you know, before we get to, before we get into that whole Chinese uh, trade, uh, trade war, was there a correlation? Was, uh, I mean, it, to me, if I'm looking at this, at the chart that you and I are, are referencing, it's when we get to, uh, to, to par, we get to zero on, uh, to a neutral position for the commercials. Uh, that's when you put, you put the bottom in uh, for price. And then if if it goes back down to somewhere between say two hundred and three hundred thousand contracts short is when you've put the you put the highs in is that is that about as close as we can get to the way it used to be beforehand? Uh, do we have any further data going going back to say two thousand ten or two thousand nine or anything like that when the funds uh, when the fund positioning uh, became such a big deal? Yeah, so before, say, before 2018, there was a lot better correlation that says that if the commercials are long in the market, you could be looking for a low to be put in place. Um, but as of recently, with these lower prices, funds have not been looking to hedge uh, as much as they used to. They're, they're more so saying, hey, we're getting these lower prices. There's no real need to get very aggressive. And they've more so since that 2018 timeframe been staying between this 50,000 short to 50,000 long. So they have broken out here recently being down 150,000 uh, contracts. So we'll have to see if this, if we see a pattern redevelop, but as of right now, it's just too difficult to see where they want to keep their risk at. Right. We need to get back to a semblance of uh, normalcy before we can start to, uh, and flatten, I guess, flatten the curve before we can actually see if it goes back to the, to the old way uh, uh, previous to, uh, to 2018. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Um, well, anything else that uh, you want to add to this, uh, to this, Mike, before we wrap it up, you don't, uh, I don't suppose you have anything on, uh, on a correlation uh, between the commercials and, and wheat or the commercials and, uh, and any other, uh, any other markets, do you? Uh, I have not found any as of right now. Wheat's a really difficult one to find really any correlation with anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those markets, which is why you have the saying trade wheats, uh, trade wheat sleep in the uh, streets. It's just a very difficult one to actually get a good grasp on considering it's not, 
as heavily traded as the corn and beans. Well, and looking back historically against the the wheat contracts, I mean we've we haven't had a a bullish uh, wheat year uh, since 2008. So I mean mm-hmm. you're you're 12, 13 years of uh, of neutral to uh, to bearish. Uh, so it's it's tough to uh, to to think that you're going to have those those bullish times like you had with you know say the the beans where you get a chance to see them go to you know twelve dollars or or you know they get over overbought uh, fairly easily so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we'll check back in see what's going on but right now you could probably expect to see corn just in this capitu- uh, capitulation state until we get through first notice for this may contract it seems like like you said earlier a lot of the focus is just on the roll, uh, but something we're going to have to monitor over the next week. Just know that with the lower volume, with the less interest, maybe you should be looking at this uh, market correlation for corn. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, if anybody wants to wants to get a hold of the study, uh, get a hold of, uh, of Mike, uh, send him an email, give him a call. He's got it uh, readily available. He can talk you through it a little bit uh, as well. Um, you know, for uh, Allendale Market Talk Podcast, I'm Greg McBride with Mike Lung. Thank you very much. 